Welcome to Preston's Super Show. News, sports, and a whole lot more. It's the Super Show, baby. Warning. This show contains material that is only suited for patriotic audiences and people who have a backbone. If you like God, guns, and glory, you're listening to the right show. Sit back or carry on and enjoy Preston's Super Show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here once again. And there's just so much going on in the world. It's just nice to be able to unpack it sometimes and just be able to sit back and let someone else do the work. So that's what I'm going to do for you today. We got can't miss news of the week. You don't want to miss this. Trump released from Walter Reed Hospital and the media bias is nonstop. Nonstop attacks. Nonstop mockery, nonstop anybody around him that basically they get it too. A little bit of a stimulus update for you. Looks like Trump tweeted out yesterday that if he was sent a standalone bill for the $1,200 checks for households, he would issue that immediately. Immediately, people. No no waiting around, none of this. I mean, immediately he would do this. Nancy Pelosi's going to drag her feet. She's going to say he's using this as being political. Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House. If you didn't know by now. And what's happening is the Supreme Court uh, nomination. Amy Comey Barrett. Starting to get a little bit lost in the wind here, so uh, I thought I'd lend a hand. You know, might not be the uh, the exact person they want uh, to be helping them out, but uh, I, I think I do a better job than about half the people in the Trump administration with little to no experience. And remember, Trump was elected; he didn't have any political experience. Why do I need any uh, to help out? So the stage is being set. The media is going to try to poison the Senate. Just like the phony impeachment, and you're saying, oh, no, no, no. But this is true. There's not one positive story until just yesterday I read a positive story about the main, about Amy Comey Barrett from the mainstream media. And the attacks, I mean, they, they've really, really ramped up. Here, take, take a listen to this. Uh, clip one. Oh, yeah. Oh, you like that? Woo! You hear that guy? Woo! So we will uphold equal justice under the law for citizens of every race, color, religion, and creed. Yes. I will be putting forth a nominee next week. It will be a woman. Woo! Love it. Already, already put two guys in there. Why does he sound so quiet? Oh, like Kavanaugh. A fair hearing like Kavanaugh got. Oh, he doesn't know what he's saying. Just be quiet. 
you don't know what you're talking about. Biden doesn't know what he's saying. And I swear, out of everybody I've ever listened to, their speech or wherever they're at, I mean, it sounds like he's in a high school auditorium. <laughs> not even that big. But definitely that many empty seats. Um, I just, I, I can't believe that this is how far we've come. This is where we're at, folks. This is where we're at. This is what the people wanted. Um, this is what the Democrats wanted. Maybe not you, but the majority of the Democrats across the country. This is what they've voted for in the primaries. This is what they've got. This is what they have against the Republican challenger, President Trump, the incumbent. Ultimately, we know what we're going to get with President Trump. There's new polling information out, new polling data out, showing that the number one issue voters are focusing in on is the economy. The economy. Who better to lead the economy out of this recession that we're in than President Trump? There's nobody. There's nobody right now that has the moxie to get this done. And that's exactly what he's got. He's got the moxie to bring this economy roaring back with his upbeat attitude on the economy, which he doesn't get any credit for. And also nice to see the, the stock market sliding. You see all these stock people. They don't really give political opinions until their industry starts getting uh, the, the vol volatility. Now, once that industry starts getting volatility, you hear uh, Jim Cramer and others, and they got their little political opinions that don't matter because they're not backed by any facts. So it really doesn't matter. But it's the truth. It's truth. Uh, it's just it's so true that you have unlimited amount of people in the news industry every day wake up roll out of bed let me find something i can rip on the president about let me find something that i can go after trump about like if that's how you want to live i'm just disappointed but the supreme court showdown is on the seat has to be filled the the media uh the house of representatives the democrat house of representatives right now the uh the majority in the house um they, they're going to do everything they can to make Amy Comey Barrett look bad, look unprofessional, look, uh, they're, they're going to try to make her look stupid with all due respect. They're going to try to make her look stupid. And the reason they do that is because divide and conquer, baby, divide and conquer. If they can split us up. They can get us fighting each other over things inside the Republican Party, inside uh, conservative and independent-minded thinkers. If they can get us disagreeing about something as simple as getting Amy Comey Barrett into the Supreme Court, you better believe they've done it with everything else. Why would they stop now? They've done it with everything else. Why would they stop now? Not because she's a woman. They wouldn't stop because of that. They wouldn't stop because of that. There's also a debate tonight no one cares about, but uh, Vice President Mike Pence and uh, Kamala Harris, uh, Senator Kamala Harris, who's a terrible senator and does an awful job and uh, is really not fit to do that job. But uh, somehow, somewhere, there's a pack of there's communities of Democrat voters that they just they they're toning they're tuning everything out and they become tone deaf. They become tone deaf to reality. They become tone deaf to the crime in the streets. 
Um, but let me uh, let me uh, show you something here. Amy Comey Barrett is she's gonna she's gonna enlighten us all here. Look, they love her. She hasn't said a word. They love her. That doesn't happen everybody. Thank you very much, Mr. President. I am deeply honored by the confidence that you have placed in me. And I am so grateful to you and the First Lady, to the Vice President and the Second Lady. Very respectful. To so many others here. Wow, they can't say anything nice about the First Lady Melania Trump, can they? The media, the only thing they have nice to say about her is I she hates Christmas. I understand that this is a momentous decision for Huge. the President. Huge and for the president. And if the Senate does me the honor of confirming me, I pledge to discharge the responsibilities of this job to the very best of my ability. That sounded honest. I love the United States, and I love the United States Constitution. Woo! Yeah! Now that's what we need. Someone who loves the Constitution. Not like Kamala Harris. Not like J.B. Pritzker. Not like all these other loony Democrats running around like Bernie Sanders, Constitution shredding, finding every way they can to get away from the Constitution, politicians. No good. I tell you, no good. And finally, there's a Supreme Court justice. And I like Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, I'm okay with. But I really like Amy Comey Barrett. And I really like her because she not only has some type of sincerity in her message but you can tell that she is focused she's determined that she wants this and she's very close she's very close she loves the constitution wow that's music to my ears oh that sounded so good thank you amy comey barrett thank you will the republicans confirm trump's Supreme Court nominee? Or will they cave? They didn't cave on the impeachment. They did not cave on the phony impeachment that turned out to be a sham. That turned out to be the investigation. Uh, they're uncovering the documents now that showed that what Hillary Clinton said about President Trump and his meddling affairs were untrue. And it's uh, unjust for her to say those type of things. There's a lot of that going around. We're just one accusation after another trying to stick the president with. And he continues to be upbeat. And he continues to defend himself, which people for some reason get mad at. Like, what would you do in that situation? Oh, I'd be more professional. No, you wouldn't, jerk. You jerks. No, you wouldn't. You know better than that. And I know better than that. Because when someone pressures you, when someone tries backing you into a corner, and I'm not talking once a week. I'm talking every time you step outside that's what this president deals with that's what president trump deals with that's what he's up against it may sound dire you may say wow this sounds pretty dire president yes it, these are dire straits for this country we have an election right around the corner and the media is going to try to bog you down they're going to try to waterlog the information so that no one wants to touch it but it's not going to work it's not going to work because the conservatives are waking up, the independents are waking up, and there's classic liberals that are falling to the right of the political spectrum, which means they love law and order, which means they love the Second Amendment, because that's what conservatives love, because that's what conservatives care about. 
I'll get into some other things conservatives care about, conservatives love. And that is a clean environment. I'm a conservative. I care about the environment. I, I, I believe littering, the fine should go up for littering. I believe that you shouldn't cut a tree down unless you're going to plant a new tree, unless that tree is somehow a uh, danger to the inhabitants of the house. But I think we have a real issue in this country with those two things. That that does, doesn't it get addressed, and I understand it's not the priority, but I look at the environment as a priority. I'm not saying uh, get rid of uh, uh, plastic bags. Get rid of them. No, I'm not saying all that. I'm not saying uh, get rid of solar now. I'm not saying all that. If you live in a area that's like Florida or Arizona, Utah, somewhere where you get a lot of sun, not in the valley, then yeah, you could do solar and it would work well. But here in Illinois, that's you need these solar farms. I've seen them, these solar fields. They're that's that's nothing special, folks. That's nothing special. That's not going to power the freaking microwave in everybody's house. Come on now, let's get real. Look it up. Look into it. Look into it. But I have another uh, clip for us to enjoy here. Another clip for us to enjoy here. Uh, here's clip number three. He lied to the American people. What? He knowingly and willingly lied about the threat it posed to the country for months. Oh, like Obama with H1N1. The swine flu. Obama didn't get any heat Did President Trump intentionally mislead the American people about the threat of COVID, a pandemic that has now cost the lives of nearly 200,000 Americans? Absolutely not. They act like Trump's walking around coughing on these people challenges it's important to express confidence it's important, yeah. important to express calm oh no it let, her, let her finish what she had to say calm? it seems dishonest it seems can like you read the rest of the dishonest that's how much they put in there oh you excluded oh, the last oh, part oh. Um, the dishonesty please, please, please do, do you deny please do explain please of course i deny that she asked the question three times let her answer the question chaos by the way is the second part of the quote which you failed to read Ooh, smack them down like the flies they are. Like the freaking flies on a horse's ass that they are. Maggots. The media is patrolled by maggots. And that's it. It's patrolled by maggots. It's just maggots flying around everywhere. Zooming around all over the ground. It's not a good scene in the media right now. Unless you're Fox News, and then I guess you just are always hated, so I guess it doesn't really matter what you do. Um, but for everybody else, CNN, how do they even have any credibility? You're out. You can't go to a freaking airport in this country without seeing CNN, and freaking Wolf Blitzer knows nothing, freaking Mr. Know Nothing, and the rest of the the goofs, uh, Don Lemon. I mean, this dude, he must be smoking a whole bag of Lemon Kush for even uh, walks out there. These people are sick. You got Kamala Harris, Senator Kamala Harris, who not only wants to take away your Second Amendment, but they want to jam-pack the Supreme Court, which she would be uh, instrumental in helping that if the Democrats gain power. I mean, this is, it's more than dire. It's, this is a desperation. This is, uh, you know, they talk about it being a choice election. Uh, I, I agree with that to a certain extent. I just believe that people need to make sure they go vote. Don't leave this up in the air. Don't walk away from this and, and say, you know, it would have been 
great if I would have voted, you know, maybe those other people that were like me uh, sitting back and thinking we had it in the bag and they just didn't go and vote. That's what happened to McCain and Romney. Don't fall in that trap. This is the time to seize the day. November 3rd, November 3rd, you can get registered right now. You can get registered right now to vote. All right, I have another clip for us. Here we go. This is uh, clip number four. Let's go. Uh, thank you. Can you tell me if, um, as of this date, you have information uh, that Russia what? Uh, is trying to influence the election uh, for 2020? Are you serious? Oh, look, this guy forgot uh, the question. Yes, I think he, yeah, he forgot uh, the question. He's like, what? Uh, hold on, let me look at my notes. Russia continues to try to influence our election. These people are goofs. What a, what a waste of taxpayer money. You tried the impeachment. Okay, you did your phony impeachment saying Trump colluding with Russia, Trump colluding with Russia. It didn't go over well, right? Trump's still in there. Still in there, still doing well. Uh, and, and pre, uh, COVID, this is a great point I wanted to make. Pre COVID, they, the Democratic House of Representatives, the majority control in the House of Representatives in the House chamber, whether the Republicans have control in the Senate, they've both had the president working in a confined, uh, area, so to speak. In, in a, in a small window, so to speak. Um, because he's been taking heat from both sides. He knew he would, but he also has to approach situations differently than, uh, someone else would because they wouldn't be taking this, this type of heat. You know, Obama took heat from Republicans, yes, but he didn't take heat from his own party. They kept their mouth shut. You see, the difference with Republicans is they're not little good foot soldiers. They speak up. Okay. And I don't disagree with people when they don't agree with the president. But let's make sure we have our facts straight. Let's make sure we know what the issue at hand is. Okay, we're talking about Russia interfering in the election. So you're telling me by now they haven't figured this out? You're telling me with all the money we have, with all the intelligence we have, they're still questioning people over this? Come on now. This is... This is a this is exactly what a political head job looks like. What all this is setting up for is to try to get the Democrat voters. This is a it's a voter suppression tactic. Now Democrats won't tell you that they'll try to get you to think other things and get you to believe these weird ideas and theories that don't come to light. Um, even if you shine a light on them. But the point of this whole matter is. That this is voter suppression from the Democrats to try to confuse people to think that Trump's colluding with Russia, that it's the Republicans that are dealing with Russia, but it's only the Democrats. It's only Democrats that are uh, pursuing this Russia nonsense. When if they had something, why are they still questioning? Why are they still asking the same questions? Why are they questioning the same people over and over, getting the same answer, but it turns up nothing? See, they have evidence. Okay, well, with that evidence, what are you doing with it, FBI director? Okay, so that's the biggest issue here is you, if you have the evidence, then not, then you're, then you should be able to put the, uh, plan in place so that this doesn't happen. Okay, you shouldn't be sitting around asking questions 
a couple weeks out from the election about is Russia going to collude? Uh, and then we find out a year or two later that they did or not. You know, that that's no good. That's bad. That's bad policy. Um, and it's it's terrible for uh, people that are interested in voting for the first time to think that there's this fraud going on uh, from our own in, inside uh, the Democrat Party when it comes to voter suppression. Uh, you're finding different pieces of voter suppression information spread out in the media. And a lot of it's twisted and tilted to get you to believe that, well, it's happening, right? But it's not much. See, that's not going to fly. Folks, it's just not going to fly. Any instance is, a, is not a good instance for voter uh, suppression or for ballot harvesting that's going on across this country. Um, and we'll get into a little bit more of that. Uh, there's something I really want to talk about today. There's a, a growing homeless crisis. Yes, growing homeless crisis, not just here in America. Listen to this. Clip number five. São Paulo, at three o'clock in the morning, it's not a good one scene does here. not have to walk far to find people sleeping on the streets, mm -hmm. seeking any shelter. This is in Brazil, Sao Paulo, Brazil. There are homeless people sleeping all over the streets. Homeless people in this huge city, and every day their number is increasing. Because every day going up, homeless crisis worse and deepening. Have lost their jobs and incomes. The only alternative for many is to live on the streets. This tiny church in downtown São Paulo offers relief for those who need it most. Praise Julio Lancelotti splits his time between prayers and Here they go. They're, they're, they're taking care the of their homeless. They're feeding them. The they're helping them. It's early in the morning and the church is crowded. Tens of thousands of tents on the streets of Los Angeles. Here we are in and Los Angeles. Passing month, new ones appear. Homeless crisis worsening. Data shows the number of homeless people in Los Angeles is constantly growing, with more than 66,000 now living without a permanent home. Wow. The national U.S. census that is underway now will help officials update those numbers. Across the state of California, including here in Los Angeles, um, there have been a lot of undercounting um, in our communities historically, and so we've been trying to make. Whoa, whoa, um, what are we talking about here? Hold sure on, hold, no, 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 you're done. You're, you're done. That's it. That you're, you're cut off, folks. What are we talking about? Undercounting. What do you mean undercounting? He's talking about. Uh, this is a problem that's been going on here. Okay, who's been in control there for the last 40 years of that area where that's happening? Democrats. Okay. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about the Democrat-run cities. Homeless crisis worsening in America. Homeless crisis worsening in Brazil. We focused right here on two major cities, L.A. and Sao Paul. Folks, this is getting... The, the, the world can go to hell in a handbasket fast. And it takes like-minded people that are focused on a common goal to make a difference. If you're all going the different way, if you have the same goal, that will work. But if you don't have the same end game, if you don't have the same goal and you're all going different ways, it's not going to match up. It's not going to get, you're not going to find the right roads. We're at a crossroads. We're at an impasse. The homeless crisis is worsening. But they're in Brazil. Mind you, they're in Brazil. The churches, the churches, you heard it. The churches are taking care of the people, right? They're helping their people. And here in this country, the churches, the churches, the churches are helping their people. Okay. 
and everybody wants to bash religion and bash faith, but they're not giving these homeless people a meal. Okay, they're not giving these homeless people clothes. Okay, so let's let's understand where we're putting that anger and frustration. Let's channel that to a better, more productive place. Because I'm telling you right now, this homeless crisis is is reaching more than just these big cities. It's in little cities, medium-sized cities, different communities all across the world. And I brought this up on this show because this should be a common theme on everybody's show. But right here on the Super Show, we're going to make sure we bring this up. Folks, this is no joke. You have the Democrats here in California. Listen to what they're doing here. Clip number six. There are certain counting rules in place today. Okay. For example, if a homeless person is sleeping in the middle of a street, a what? census worker is not allowed to wake him or her up to Oh no, well, what if a car's coming? Meanwhile, some California oh, homeless no. shelters are Don't wake the homeless people up. To well, might be a good idea. A lot of misconceptions oh, this guy again. Um, homeless I thought individuals we got are not concerned about Paul has been living Jeez. in Skid Row for many years. What a, what a no nothing. downtown Los Angeles includes one of the largest and most stable homeless populations in the country. Paul says... Stable homeless population? Does homeless and stable go together in the same sense? Competitors, one of them still learning politics, the other one... Oh yeah, let's hear this guy. In past yeah. elections, polling stations sounds like have opened he was Trump. in homeless shelters, but that will not happen this year due to the coronavirus pandemic. Instead, homeless persons are being allowed to use the shelter's addresses to receive okay. their mail-in ballots. Their mail-in ballots? From the Sedan in Los Angeles, what? Anna Rice, VOE News. Okay, so let me get this straight. So, we're, we're not uh, here. Uh, have a meal. Here, have some uh, clean clothes. Here, let's take care of you like they're trying to do in Brazil. Here, the, uh, you know what they're doing? Did you hear that? They're bringing them in to vote. They're bringing the homeless in. They're bringing the felons in. That's how desperate the Democrats are. Forget it. Forget the jobs. Forget the economy. We just need your vote. They go back out in the street, sleep in your tent. That's it. That's what they're telling these people. Sickening. It's sick. And these people are going along with it because what do they, what do they got to lose? What does homeless people have to lose? They know where they're going to be. More than 4 million Americans have already voted. The number's going up. The number's going to increase before the election. You have millions and millions of votes that have already been cast. No one knows who they're for. Everybody's going to speculate, oh, it's those votes are leaning towards the Democrats. Uh, yeah, Republicans better be careful. It's another scare tactic, voter suppression tactic to scare Republican voters from the polls. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. We're red. Wear red and make sure you go vote. More than four million have already voted. I'm 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 going to go in person. I'm gonna go in person, I'm gonna get my ballot, I'm gonna wear a mask, I'm gonna do this the right way, just like I did it when I did the Illinois primary. Okay? And this corona was going on and Pritzker said, Well, everybody needs to go. Democrat Governor J.B. Pritzker said, Well, everybody should be able to go. Shouldn't be a problem. Oh, for a pandemic going on? Oh, no, you're fine. Oh, they, they don't. The media doesn't bring that up, though. They don't bring that up. But I know. I lived it. We got major, major news going on uh, across the country. 
and no one's really interested in international news. Once in a while you hear some international news, uh, but it's nothing really uh, special. It's nothing that uh, gets your mind working. But I have something that's going to get your mind working here. Uh, I have another clip for us. Here we go. Oh, no. Get down, get down, get Fighting down. Fighting continues to rage between oh, Azeri and Armenian gloves. forces over Nagorno-Karabakh, a disputed enclave in Azerbaijan held by ethnic Armenians. War separatists. out. Since the start Wars of hostilities, breaking out. Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan is in the forefront of supporting Azerbaijan. Not a good scene. Not a good scene here. Turkey will continue to stand with the friendly and brotherly Azerbaijan with all That's its resources stance. and heart. There is broad support among Turks for Azerbaijan. Broad support from the Turks for Azerbaijan. They're in a conflict over a disputed territory called Nagorno Karabakh. It's a war-torn territory. It's been a war-torn territory because before 1822, it was passed from Iranian control to Russian control. Now that all stems from the Russo-Persian War from 1804 to 1813. Then they signed the Treaty of Golestan, giving the territory at the time to the Russians. Well, not too long after that, they were backfighting again, the two sides, Russians and Persians. This time only lasted two years, 1826 to 1828. Ended up giving the majority of the control to, to the Russians. They would take over from there of this region. And fast forward to 1991, uh, when Arme Armenia gained its independence from communist Russia. This is to the west of this territory they're fighting at. This territory is 90.8% per, 90 Armenian based on the data. It was left in control of Azerbaijan. So what you have here is a separatist movement, and some people are dressing this up as an independence movement, but those are two different things. So let me tell you what these uh, what these people, these separatists, uh, think about us. Nagorno-Karabakh is the latest in a growing list of conflicts Turkey is involved in, Turkey. extending yeah, from Turkey, Syria uh, to Libya. I don't know if they're doing Turkey's themselves any favors here, but to raise it is the what country's it is. Profile. But analysts warn this could end up hurting the NATO members' international Turkey NATO standing. member. We're rubbing all the regional actors, the United States, EU, and Calls Russia actors. the wrong way. Doesn't like Turkey. Even if we doesn't do like America. Strategic interest, there would come a point where other players will in some way retaliate or uh, threaten sanctions, economic or diplomatic. They don't care about us. the sanctions. Because They're not worried about Turkey's that. Turkey's original goal was to be a playmaker. Oh, so he has it all figured spoiler. out. Their goal is to be a playmaker. Are growing. It's a game to fighting continuing to escalate in Nagorno-Karabakh. Ankara appears poised to keep intensifying its support for Azerbaijan. Doreen Jones, VOA News, Istanbul. So you have one side, Azerbaijan. Man, they're still going at Azerbaijan, and they're they're not liking the separatist movement here. So they're trying to make sure this enclave stays under their control. And you have this Armenian separatist movement inside of this territory that's been going on since the 80s with these different ethnic groups that are clashing against one another. And that's where the conflict uh, continues to happen. Now remember, the media is not going to tell you that this has been going on since the late 80s. But Turkey is supporting an ally, even though uh, uh, Azerbaijan is not... Uh, 
NATO is not a member of the NATO alliance, don't forget that neither is Armenia, okay? So let's not get that twisted, that Turkey is a member of NATO with the United States and other uh, nations that have joined, but Armenia is not, okay? Azerbaijan is not, okay? So these are two neutral nations uh, when it comes to NATO, and Turkey is our ally. Um, so we have to look at Turkey in a little bit different manner than we do with these countries when it comes to foreign policy. We have to make sure that we support Turkey because the Turks in, are one of the only areas in this region that actually stand up for America. But let me tell you another thing, that this is a mainly Christian region here that where this fighting is going over. Uh, so like I said, there's this is this is a separatist movement that's happening here in this region. In this uh, Nagorno-Karabakh, it's been spilling over for a while. It's finally resumed uh, the battling and the and the fighting, and uh, we all just want that to stop. Uh, as as Christians, we all we don't want violence. Um, and in this whole region, Christianity is vast, uh, and it is it is the primary religion of this region. So you have to look at this in a different way, but what it is is just a lot of bad blood spilling over, a lot of grudges being held in this area where these two sides that don't like each other can continue to fight with each other. So when you look at this region, uh, this territory specifically between Armenia, Azerbaijan, that they're fighting over they're looking for Armenia to help them so they can become independent, but realistically, they're just going to become part of Armenia and allow the Armenians, uh, Armenian government to control this area, whereas Azerbaijan is already, they do, uh, are and recognized internationally as controlling and owning this area. So this is a, a war, whether no matter how you look at it or not. But don't let the media twist this on you. Turkey is a NATO ally. They are our ally. And we uh, we also have a business in America of meddling in other affairs that we have no business in. But I bring this to your attention to show you the other side of things, to show you what else is happening outside of COVID-19. These people aren't worried about COVID-19. These people aren't worried about a virus. So don't think for one minute that your freedoms and liberties aren't at stake at any time. We live in the greatest nation on the world, and if we want to keep it that way, we got to vote. We got to vote. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been wonderful being here. It really has been wonderful being here. I just, I can't thank you all enough for listening to the show, supporting the show. You go to fancypreston.com, read things I've written. There's a lot of good news on there. Um, you can go to anchor.fm slash Preston Super Show. Subscribe to the show. Support the show in any way you can. You want to donate to the show? You want to help out the show? You don't like the show? You still want to donate? That's cool, too. Any contribution is not expected, but it's really appreciated. And other than that, I'll have another great episode for you next time I step on the microphone. Ladies and gentlemen, just like the hands of time. 
I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everyone.